Welcome to the Andy Staples Show, big news edition. Bob Bowlesby has stepped down as the commissioner of the Big 12. This is being presented as a retirement. Max Olson, our buddy, the Portal Authority himself, talked to Bob Bowlesby on Tuesday. Max, Bob Bowlesby's life the next few weeks sounds kind of awesome. Like he's headed to Turks and Caicos. <laughs> He is, he is heading to Turks and Caicos. Uh, this is a man with uh, 10 grandchildren and uh, lots of lots of relaxing ahead of him. Um, yeah, going out there for seven, eight days. And uh, I asked him, what kind, of, what kind of vacationer are you? Are you going on adventures? Are you reading a book? Are you just trying to drink? What are you trying to do? And he said, you know, he'd, he'd love to read a book. But yeah, 10 grandkids, that's, that's a lot of pool time, a lot of beach time. So... Bob Bullsby is is getting out of the rat race and uh, taking taking some time to recharge here. And it's interesting as this happened, you saw a variety of reactions across fan bases in the Big Twelve, and and obviously soon to be not the Big Twelve with Oklahoma and Texas. Very mixed reviews of Bob Bullsby's tenure. Some people saying, "Oh, I guess they got rid of him." Some people saying, "You know, he clearly got sick of all this stuff." You talked to him on Tuesday. I've talked to him over, over the years about this stuff. I get the sense that this is, hey, I've done all I can. You're probably not real happy with me about the whole Oklahoma-Texas thing. Let's just, let's just end this now. Yeah, I, I you know, I, I am, I'm, I'm not surprised by the decision you know, kudos to them for for keeping this under wraps until they put it out at, at until uh, after a Big Twelve team won the national title in basketball right, yeah. on Monday. Yeah, night. and I asked him, did you did you tell a bunch of people in New Orleans, or did you kind of keep this close to the vest? And and he he didn't want to. He he knew, especially among that community, when you're around all those administrators, so the words going to spread pretty fast. Right there, yeah, for sure. Um, so he, you know, he they did a good job keeping this one under wraps and not letting it get out. But um, you know, it was interesting. Even the release they put out was interesting because I don't know for if it's a retirement, you don't really necessarily see the board chair sort of putting his name on it and his statement on it and all that, which sort of. Made me ask Lauren Skuvenek and Bob Bullsby sort of how did this actually go? Did the board decide, you know, we're we're done with you? Did Bob Bullsby say I'm out? Um, you know, sayonara. And as Bob Bullsby explained to me, um, first of all, this is something he'd been thinking about for the last few years. There was really not a good time to retire in 2020 or 2021 for all sorts of reasons. <laughs> and, uh, you know, be, being the, the not just the state of college athletics, but then working through a pandemic and working through the issues that the Big 12 had in the summer. And so this was kind of the moment where he could go to the board and say, look, my contract's ending in 2025. I'm not going to take I'm not going to extend it past that. I'm, I'm done in three years. So do you want me to stay on and handle the TV negotiations in 24 and 25. Um, do you want me to stay on and, and see this transition through with the four new members and getting this all set up for 23 or is, you know, now the right time. And, and the board felt that, um, you know, it, it would make sense to, this would be a good moment to insert a new leader who could kind of get up to speed and get ready for those just unbelievably critical negotiations in 2024 that will really, um, you know, sort of establish what the big 12's future looks like. Do you think people, who work for Texas and Oklahoma and specifically lawyers who work for Texas and Oklahoma are sitting here going, all right, if there's a new person in charge, do we have a chance of potentially cajoling them into giving us a number so we can write a check 
and go to the SEC earlier? Uh, the the grant of rights does not leave with Bob Bowlesby. He's not taking that. Yeah. <laughs> it's still- no, no. I, that is that <laughs> no, is ironclad from the people we've talked to. For, like for that, sure. ain't, that ain't going anywhere. The only way anything changes, anybody leaves before June thirtieth, twenty twenty five, is reasonable people come up with a reasonable number and a check and a, a reasonably sized you know, money cannon to, to, yes. to make everybody happy. Um, exactly. <laughs> uh, you know, I sure I'm, 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 and I think I saw, you know, I saw some Texas beat writers and stuff sort of immediately start speculating about that. Oh, maybe there's a little opening here. Um, you know, I think it'd be interesting to see, uh, you know, the big 12 wants to move very quickly in terms of, uh, their leadership and, and, uh, you know, president Skuvenick at Texas tech, their board chair told me that, uh, they want to have a hire in 90 days. He said, I wow. don't know if I'll regret saying that, but he wants to have it done. They, they need to have it done in 90 days. And so even Mac Rhodes does, said does that, that's important to them. Does that mean Bob can get the hell out of there before they have to decide on divisions for either the new league or the, the new league plus Texas and Oklahoma for, for however long they're still there? I, I suppose that, that, you know, the, there are some, some certain things that could, and that's even, you know, Bob said, I, when we, he mentioned it, like, yeah, we don't know when certain members are coming in. We don't know when certain members are leaving. That stuff will get worked out. Not by Bob. He didn't have to worry about it anymore. Um, same with divisions. And I mean, I'm, I'm sure they'll try and make progress on that next month and he'll still be involved, but um, they, they want to move quickly in terms of making a hire here. And I, I don't think that's because there's some, you know, automatic front runner that's, that's about to step in here. Um, could be wrong, but, uh, you know, certainly, uh, <laughs> this is a, a situation where there's still a lot to work out. And, um, I think he wants to stick around in some way. I think he'll, he may even consult for the conference if that's what something the next commissioner wants. But, um, you know, I think there, he also recognized there's some big decisions ahead and, and maybe it's time for somebody else to make them. Well, and, and there've been so many decisions to be made in that chair, particularly it, I mean, yeah. Obviously, the commissioners of the Power Five conferences have big jobs. They all have stuff they have to deal with. But Bowlesby, from the get-go, had to deal with a lot. He comes into a conference that had had nearly, you know, shred itself apart a couple times. Basically, had to keep it together. Had to had to nail down more TV deals after after Dan Beebe. He, that's who he replaced, and then. As the leadership changed, he had to had to kind of change with it. He was one of the four people on that playoff subcommittee who came up with the expansion plan, which ultimately they wasted basically three years of their lives coming up with that thing. And I don't think he was particularly thrilled about through, through no, no fault of their to nothing creativity. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's it, it is interesting, and and w- w- his Andy, legacy. Wouldn't, would, wouldn't you be would, fed up? I mean, yes. you, you talk about all these issues that are. Um, that are all colliding at once and, and being right in the middle of NIL and, oh, and nothing he gets all, done. Right. He, being he right also, in the middle of CFP, nothing gets done. Yeah. He worked on the name, image, and likeness stuff for the NCAA one, on that committee where they they spent several years meeting about this stuff. And the the membership, because you say the NCAA national office, everyone wants to villainize them. This was the membership. This was the schools doing nothing. Like agreeing to do nothing. And so all of those people, Bob Bowlesby, uh, Gene Smith from Ohio State, all the different Val Ackerman, the you know, Big East Commissioner, all those people wasted their time. And their time is precious and their time is expensive. And and so yeah, if I were Bob Bowlesby and my time had been wasted on these two, what everybody keeps telling me are critical issues, mm-hmm. and nothing came of it, and it was gridlock. 
because nobody could agree on anything. Yeah, I'd be pissed off and fed up and I'd want to get out too. Yeah, and, and as we talked about before, I mean, I think you walk out of the the many rounds of meetings they had um, among the commissioners about the CFP expansion. I'm not sure you're walking out of that room saying, man, I'm really excited to work with these people in a couple of years and hammer this out. Here's what I always respect about Bowlesby too with that. He had every reason to try to scuttle the expansion plan after the Oklahoma-Texas thing came out because clearly it, it gave the SEC a bigger advantage, which mm-hmm. I'm not sure there was anything that wasn't, wasn't going to give the SEC a bigger advantage with them taking on Texas and Oklahoma. But the way that went down, he could have been a thorn in the side to Greg Sankey, the commissioner of the SEC, and said, look, you, you did this to us. This was You did this behind our backs. I'm just going to stick it to you wherever I can. He didn't do that. No. He, no, he and- fought for that plan and actually did something that – I was I was blown away by this, and because he was he had taken a, a position that I didn't understand, and I asked him about it in December when when everybody was out in Las Vegas for the the Sports Business Journal symposium, and this was when the Big Ten and the ACC and the Pac-12 were adamant about the the five Power Five champs should get automatic bids, mm-hmm. and Bob Bowlesby with the Big Twelve. My thought was, well, you should be leading the charge on this because that will designate the Big 12 as special even though the membership is changing. Because mm-hmm. we, we've talked about mm-hmm. it all. The, the, new, the new world, there's really a power to the Big 10 and the right. SEC. But if you codify that the, In the future, you need five, to do things to protect what may be right. a diminished conference. Well, what Bob Bowlesby said made a lot of sense. And his explanation, once I heard it, I was like, okay, I respect that. He said, I watched the BCS guys get dragged before Congress. I watched the threats of lawsuits. This is lawsuit bait. We mm-hmm. shouldn't do this. And mm-hmm. I said, well, what about the Big 12? What about the designation of, of the Big 12 as special? He's like, and, and the phrase he used was, we will eat what we kill. Basically, there will <laughs> like never that. be a time when the Big 12 champion is left out of that kind of playoff, a 12-team playoff that it was as the, the committee had, had, had proposed. I thought it was, one, very confident, and two, if you look at the performance of the league, absolutely correct. Yeah, it's 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 well said, and you know, it's it's funny because it, it certainly it doesn't just boil down to a couple issues like this because these are the things he was spending his time on, while also having to figure out like how to get through a 2020 season. And yes. as you remember, Andy, in August, when the Big Ten and the Pac-12 say we're out, Big 12 is right in the middle there. Big 12 was the swing way. Yes, yeah, if the yes, if the Big 12 doesn't play, nobody plays. We'll be right back after this message from one of our lovely sponsors. Remember that day. Remember that day. So the Big Ten says we're not playing. The Pac-12 says we're not playing. The ACC comes out first and says we're playing. The SEC doesn't say it, but everybody knows they want to play. But they won't say it because they're waiting to see what the Big 12 says. And it isn't until the Big 12 says we're playing... And the Big 12 was sort of the canary in the coal mine. It was. In that situation. They played first. Everybody kind of yep. watched what they did and 
and had to model after them. And I'm it not could have sure been a huge if, mistake, right? Yeah, I mean, could have. Oh yeah, it was a huge risk. But I'm not sure there's a 2020 football season without the Big 12. And that's that's the thing that I, I understand that over the course of a decade, first of all, he he took over the Big 12 at a time when it you know it was like a joke, right? I mean, the, what was going on at you know at the end of the BB era was you know you're losing membership. Yeah. I mean, it was it was you know super unstable. Well, they they, they had lost they had lost. Texas A&M, Missouri, Colorado, and Nebraska. Nebraska. Yeah. And and so they're down to 8. They they replace with TCU in West Virginia. They go forward with 10. And look, and remember, the first college football playoff is being designed. He gets dropped into that right mm-hmm. off the bat. Yeah. So he I understand that some people and, you know, I, I just did that Big 12 survey a couple of weeks ago. I know Texas and Oklahoma fans have no love for Bob Bullsby, but um, I understand if some people can look at the decade and point to moments of dysfunction and one true champion, all these, you know, whatever yes. regrettable things. Uh, but it, you can't be dysfunctional to get through 20 and 21 like they did. I mean, I, no. I, and, and you mentioned it before, like he also had to, I know that, that obviously there are hurt feelings about Texas and Oklahoma, but you're absolutely right. When it came to Sankey, he had to take the knife out and keep moving. And that's yeah. what Bob Bullsby, and he, he you know, was, that's what he, he did during his tenure. Sometimes he, he just, yeah. exactly. He was always professional. I think people really respected, um, his integrity and just the way he went about the job. And, um, you know, I think that, uh, certainly within the conference, yes, Texas and Oklahoma left. And, you know, I think some people probably, if you're, if you're reflecting on that decade, you will say that that's a huge problem that this happened and, and you didn't know it was happening or whatever. But, um, you know, certainly not only did he hold the conference together, you know, over this past, this past six, 12 months or whatever, um, you know, I, I think that they they did achieve a lot over this decade in terms of stabilizing it and, and achieving well, success. Remember, and obviously they just had an, another national championship as a conference uh, on Monday night. As many jokes as, as everybody told as, and I'm guilty of it too, about their instability. Mm-hmm. He had them making more money than the PAC 12 and the ACC. You know, they, they had a, the, the big 12 membership was not a bad deal. Obviously, Texas and Oklahoma will get a better deal in the SEC. But when you think about it, when you think about everything that happened, that should have been easily the weakest, you know, least lucrative Power Five conference. And it wasn't. It was squarely number three. And and the and the 10 members splitting that up did well. Yeah. So and 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 I think the other part, people just don't understand how challenging how challenging that job is. Yeah. I don't think Dan Beebe did a terrible job. I think Dan Beebe gets kind of unnecessarily villainized and lampooned, but was doing the best he could, kind of being the the guy who's stuck in between Nebraska, Oklahoma, Texas, and Texas a and out. Yeah, and I don't mean Big that there were two throw. on one side and two on the other. I mean, they were all just like one had yeah. one arm, one had the other arm, and two had each leg. So like it, it was... That that's who you were as the Big Twelve Commissioner at that time. And so, you know, Bowlesby comes in, the president of Oklahoma is David Boren, former US Senator, seasoned political operator, powerful guy. Bill Powers is still the president of Texas. Like there are there are a lot of dudes that you gotta deal with that are egos, that are you know, 
they are going to try to get their way. You know, David Boren forced them into the dog and pony show mm-hmm. of, hey, UCF and Cincinnati and everybody else, come present and tell us why we should add you to the conference, even though we all know we're not going to add anybody. Right. Right. Yeah. And you certainly heard a lot more people being willing to start telling us in August. Yeah. A lot of that stuff. Um, yeah. That was, that was cause Oklahoma and Texas wanted it or didn't want it or things like that. And that's just there, there, that was over the course of, a, you know, nine of those 10 years or you know, all 10 years. Uh, it's a very delicate thing to, yeah. uh, to try to massage all those feelings. And you can look at it and say, ultimately unsuccessfully if they're leaving for the ACC. But, um, you know, one thing Bob Bowlesby said to me when we talked today for, we talked for about 20 minutes and there's a line that, that stood out to me. I'm, I'm curious how you, you looked at this one, Andy, we talked about how exhausting the past two years have been. He said, the thing is we've just ex- exclusively been playing defense. There hasn't been an opportunity to play offense. Yeah. Uh, and, and I, and that obviously there's, there's pandemic, and there's, you know, getting rated by the SEC, and there's just all the things that have gone on, uh, exhausting athletics, exhausting in society at large and on a personal level. But you you wouldn't say that about a Greg Sankey or, or these other leagues. That's not they, – no, they have well, an Sankey opportunity clearly to, had an opportunity to play offense. A hundred percent. But, you, you know, that's because they have the luxury. You know, and, and in peacetime, uh, Bob Bowlesby was able to achieve good things. You look at what they were able to do with ESPN Plus and, and Big 12 now was – I think a pretty forward-thinking alternative to trying to do a TV network, which certainly if you ask folks in the Pac-12 and other leagues, you'd say, mm, well, well, you know, everybody, mixed, mixed everybody laughed there. at them for not doing a TV network, but... Because they could. The Pac- right. The Pac-12 uh, network <laughs> has been a disaster. I'm not sure the ACC network is going to give the ACC schools what they what they think they want. Right. And what the Big 12 did with those, those rights is each school got to sell them. Uh, Kansas, uh, Kansas did a really good job with those. Oklahoma mm-hmm. did a really good job with Oklahoma That's state, right. you know, had a, had a good plan for them. So, I, and, and Texas obviously created its own network out of it. There there's, there's been a lot of creative problem solving because the big 12 does have some unique features to it and, um, some good, some bad. And, um, you know, I, I think that, and, and you'd go back to August too. And I, I think anyone would, would probably agree as we've talked about on this pod, those are the four best members you could have taken. They're not Texas and Oklahoma. They're not going to be Texas and Oklahoma five, ten years from now, but it's the best you could do under the circumstances. And I think in some ways that might be the way to sum up the, the tenure a little bit there, that there's, man, the, the there's only, a lot of circumstances only, over that decade. The only thing I wish he could have done, and I, I just felt bad, I remember standing there because I was on the field in Waco in 2014 mm-hmm. as Art Bryles is on the stage screaming there. at Bob Bullsby. That's and right. And I... The one the, true the, the, the Bob Bullsby shrug photo from that is still legendary. To yeah, me. the one through that like that should have Not been handled fans. better. They should have said yep. Baylor won the the head to head. They're the champ. Yep. Let's roll it. It still wouldn't have mattered. Ohio State would have still made the playoff over both of them. But then at least a decision would have been made that everybody would have understood. Yes. Yep. That that was definitely you know and and they they had to go you know confront that and make changes and, and, you know, bring back a conference title game and all that. Um, so which by the way the right was way, another but, great creative solution. Yep. Yep. Yeah. The I one mean, versus they, two that everyone will ultimately copy after the big 12 dust divisions. And, and same things you just talked about with, um, you know, with third tier rights, it, it, it put more money in everybody's pockets in the conference. And so I think that they, and especially as we start looking at these projections and say, oh, yeah, the, the SEC and Big Ten are running away from everybody. You can at least say up to this point, 
you know, I, I think the Big 12 has, has for their 10 members, you know, tried their best to, to try and they maximize. They have outpunched their weight. Yeah, they've tried for to. For sure. Yeah. And so now you turn the page. You, you mentioned they would like to hire fairly quickly. Uh, the, Are you going to be Lux- submitting a resume on that one? Absolutely. I, I, I apply for all these jobs. It's mm-hmm. in fact, I need to get mine ready. That's that's my my standard issue resume column. You know, when this comes out where I am ridiculously unqualified, but I apply anyway, I think uh, we, we got to make that happen. So that sounds like something to uh, to get to work on on Wednesday. We but, should, should we should paywall that where um, you have to, you know, someone of the Big 12 has to pay a million dollars to access the article with all of your plans for. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> my application can be an NFT. There's, you know, look, they want a commissioner to take them into the future. You may take them deep into the future with that. That's exactly right. No. So I, it's interesting because we've just seen the PAC 12 hire George Klyavkov. I I was, when I was in Vegas in December, all the stuff was at Aria, which is an MGM resort. And, and he had come from MGM resorts and he was running gaming and, and events and attractions there. And I just remember wandering around gawking at the scale of everything. And then you walk past the MGM Grand and you realize they have more of these in other cities. And what <laughs> what the scale of what George Klyavkov was running, he probably thinks running the Pac-12 is the easiest job he's ever had. So I am interested to see if they go towards somebody we maybe we've never heard of who is capable of, of taking them in because coach George Klyavkov dealt with gambling. He dealt with live events, like understands how it, all that it was stuff a pretty works. uniquely qualified, um, resume, yes. even though you're not at, what he worked in TV before as well. Yeah. Right. And, and look, it takes the right person. It's, it's not just theoretical, obviously, but do you think, I don't know, is, is it possible that there's, there may be a little bit of an overcorrection there of trying to do the, the left field, someone who's, Who's into especially in the the Big Twelve situation where certainly the TV deal um, that they'll start negotiating in in March twenty four is of the utmost importance, critically important, and that's why I think you do you do look at people who've worked in television. I don't know if it's you know like like do do you try to get somebody like Nick Khan who's at the WWE right now who was at CAA who was the guy the SEC hired after Chuck Gerber passed away to do their deals, you know, with ESPN, like, is that, that the type of you know, and that would be the right. I mean, that that's the, on the big 12 side of it. I've talked to some folks who, who look at that and say, man, you know, that makes sense what the PAC 12 did in terms of going with just a straight up deal maker with where this is all going. Um, I think that you could also look at the landscape here and say, man, we need to find somebody who can, uh, get stuff done and who can actually work with these other commissioners and can lead the, like make the big 12 a leader in, in terms of like a lot of these but, issues but and where things are going here over the next few years. We'll be right back after these words. Let me throw a guy out. Keith Gill, the Sunbelt commissioner. Okay. The Sunbelt almost destroyed conference USA this past off season. And I don't think they, they set out to destroy Conference USA. They set out to make the Sun Belt stronger. The Sun Belt has raised where it is in the football pecking order. And I would argue that, because they were very much the ninth FBS conference. 
And now I would say they're probably the seventh. And I don't know that people understand how hard that is to do. <laughs> and short, they've done it short, with relatively Keith Gill short period of time. Yeah. yeah. And so I that's another name I, I would definitely consider because uh, you look at what he's done in a time when it was there, there was a, a kind of a kill or be kill situation there at the bottom of the FBS, and he did what he had to do. And and his league came out much strong. I mean, Marshall and Old Dominion and and um, who am I missing? Who who just who else just joined the Sun Belt? Just got a, out of conference Southern USA. Miss? Southern Miss, yes, uh, okay. yes, have have joined the Sun Belt, and these are schools that you would have never considered. Like that would have been cons- it, joining the Sun Belt would have been considered dropping down a league mm-hmm. two even two years ago. Now it's considered moving up a league, and and that's that's pretty impressive to to think about. So that's another name I would throw I, out there: I Oliver think, Oliver Luck, former yeah. West Virginia athletic director, who yeah. was a consultant for the Big Twelve very recently, former XFL commissioner. That's uh, he was an NCAA vice president who 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 never really felt of the NCAA when he was at the NCAA. Yeah, and I think that um, yeah, I'm I'm sure that among Big Twelve fans, that'll be a name that gets thrown a lot around a lot. I've I've heard, um, you know, Kirk Schultz, the president of Washington State, who has Big Twelve experience, would be former K State president. Watch. Yep, um, certainly Ed Stewart would be would be a, a qualified internal candidate there that I know Bob Bullsby really likes. Oh, I, yeah. I think the nice thing is that there is runway here though, because I as important as. Like, you know, we're not at this point, Andy, we're not playoffs, not back on the table for quite a while. Um, I I think that, you know, you have time to get adjusted in this job and and figure out who are the right consultants you need and the right people around you and and the right approach to take in terms of, um, you know, the future of TV here and, and whether that's the usual. Uh, suspects or whether that's some new entries here uh, in, in terms of live sports. Um, I, I think it's all, and, and this, this is part of why Bob Bullsby, there's not a perfect time to do this, but I think this is why he's, he's somewhat comfortable doing it now is, is let's give this next person a chance to figure this job out and then go make uh, some, some very defining decisions. Come on, Max, you, you know what he's saying. He's going to leave a note on his desk and good luck with those divisions, sucker. <laughs> Ah, <laughs> uh, divisions. As if that's the biggest problem in the sport, you know. But but uh, if of all the things that were coming up, if I were Bob Bowlesby, it'd be the one thing that I'd look at on the agenda and be like, huh. like when you're in the Phoenix meetings, you just like uh, the topic comes up and you're, oh, I'm getting a call. I'm gonna step out. You guys can handle this, right? Yeah, I just remembered I'm retiring. I'm going to get tacos. I'll see you later. <laughs> Andy told me about this great place for lunch. Yes, uh, I'll be right tacos, back. Tacos, chihuahuas. I'm eating some, I'm eating some back tripe and tongue later. tacos with Andy. We'll, we'll see you. We'll see you in a couple hours. I, I, this I, that is, would be great if, if when we're in Phoenix in a month, Bob Bullsby's just letting his hair down and it's like, eh, they can have the boring meetings. Uh, those those suits. I'm I'm good. I'm chilling. I can see him. Just uh, I would do that if I were him. Just lay just by. Just show pool. up in the Hawaiian shirt and just kick it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, lay by the pool with Barry Alvarez. Yeah, and and just sip. It's what a life. Bob Bowlesby, via con Dios, congratulations on your retirement. I think you're one of one of the really good ones in this business. And I, I just I'm gonna miss dealing with you. Hopefully every once in a while you'll you'll take a phone call from from us. But uh it's it's been a tough job that he's had to do, and I think he's done it pretty well. I think that is uh I think that's well said. 
didn't know it was going to be uh, today, but I think it makes sense. And and hopefully, it's like these, it's like coaches that retire, though, Andy. I think for for even someone like Bob that's been doing this for forty years, yeah, he's seventy. He didn't think he'd be doing this all the way to seventy, but it's it is also still hard to picture like what's 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 free time actually going to be like. <laughs> we'll see if he can handle it. Now he's he's got a son who's a, a college sports consultant, search firm guy. Maybe maybe uh maybe Kyle Bowlesby hires a you know, consultant with a little experience who just happens to be in the family. Who knows? <laughs> Isn't that what happened with Jeopardy? They they had the guy consult on the search, and then he said, "Wait a minute." No, I'm no. Well, that's also what happened with the Ole Miss presidential search and how Dick Cheney became vice president. So okay, that's right. That's right. <laughs> it's, that's right. It's it's a time honored tradition. But no, Big Twelve folks, just get ready. My resume will be on your desks in NFT form. I don't know if that can you can give us like one or two campaign on promises you want to throw out there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. My the the TV other deal, than NFTs for all. Yeah, NFTs for all. The TV deal is going to make everyone at least like the schools will be splitting at least a hundred million dollars a year. Uh, we're going to be on Nickelodeon. I've hired Bob Diaco as as my campaign consultant. He's gonna he's gonna have all the big guy. He'll be our big idea guy. Rob, you, you, you go by Robert Diaco now, you but got, you, you're like, yeah, hey, I've got I've got uh, crackle over a barrel here. We're gonna get it done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what Quibby? Right. We're reducing all the games to five minutes, and they're only going to be in in portrait orientation on your phone. <laughs> but they're going to the pay us a boatload of the, money. Get the vertical five minute cut of the game on Sunday morning, and you'll like it. It's it, it's going to be outstanding. Now that that resume will be on all of your desks by the end of the week. I look forward to uh, to speaking to you all. I will do it for a whole. 750 grand a year. I'm at least the cheapest candidate, if nothing else. Can you can they can you relocate the office like next to a Heim or or a, a good Dallas well, spot? Obviously. Or listen, if I can't convince Heim to open a location in Irving next mm-hmm. to the current office, we are moving the office to either, you know, the they've got a Heim location by Love Field. You've got the original <laughs> out in Fort Worth. I know that people may feel like we're being a little too you know, preferential to, to TCU if we do that. But but yes, barbecue will be a factor in where we put the headquarters. First, 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 uh, first day on the job, you walk into your office, you say, show me that lease, you just rip it up. Actually, I'm going to pull a Klyavkov and be like, we don't have a headquarters anymore. You you work from home. All our meetings are at Heim Barbecue or Pecan Lodge. Done. Yes, yes. We're going to streamline the staff so that everyone can fit into Heim. And uh, that's where yeah. we're going to meet once or, a while. Or we, Lockhart Smokehouse every once in a while. We can just walk over to Emporium Pies afterward. Mm-hmm. I, I Listen, I've got, but Good or we can just Bellum. take it we around it the league. That's the other thing. Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't have to. We we can we can go up to Ames and, and have Hickory Park. Like, that's where the meeting is that day. We can go. Uh, we go out to UCF. You know, we go. Uh, I almost said I almost said the bubble room, which is like a very classic uh, Orlando eatery. Like that's where the fancy people went when I was in high mm-hmm. school. That I don't think it's existed in like twenty years. Do you but. think that within a year or two of being commissioner? And look, I know you would do a good job of um, you know not having leaks and, and and handling things the right way. But do you think within a year or two, you've got a Kanzano or a Wilner coming after you saying the food spending is unreal at this conference? It's oh, a hundred percent. The question is which. 
which Big 12 base column? Because remember, Kirk Bowles is is out, is out. Yep. He's dealing with the SEC at this point. Um, Barry Trammell still going to be in the footprint have- because of Oklahoma State. I, I think Barry's going to be up my you know what yeah. uh, because he's a good dogged reporter. Uh, <laughs> <sighs> who who else would be uh, Don at the Avalanche Journal? I, I think that Don could Williams. be a problem. He's a really good reporter too. Kellis Robinette, who covers uh, K State, that. That might be the problem. The beat Randy core Peterson's might be, be all too over your good. Ass. Yep. yep. Like they would discover that I'm a complete fraud very quickly. <laughs> but you would, but you would take them out to lunch, and that would that would schmooze them for a, for a period of time. I think that would be effective. I think it'd be worth it. W- it would work for at least six months. Yeah, I think so. But then it's once that once you start reporting those receipts, uh, it'll be like Larry see, Scott with sweets. That's what like, I'm saying. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Andy's barbecue <laughs> bill is outrageous. Andy is is taking half of this home as leftovers. He's just <laughs> over ordering everything. You always over order, Max. That's right. That's, that's just the that's just the rules. All right, resume will be on your desk by Friday. I await your call. Talk to you later.